sensation and bounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. of people who breastfeed say the experience rattles them. And in 2020, Elizabeth Meyer and Betsy Riley were among those feeling particularly drained as they navigated nursing. After reimagining what breastfeeding could look like, Meyer and Riley founded Swell, and a community and a dialogue around breastfeeding was born. I'm director of podcast Taylor Camille, and just ahead of Mother's Day, we're discussing how Swell came to be, how it serves parents in need of a safe space by bringing them together to celebrate new milestones, and helps mothers specifically get reacquainted with their bodies by providing the comfort and support they need in this next chapter. Elizabeth and I both became parents at the height of COVID. So at the height of 2020, we both have our first babies. Mm -hmm. I gave birth to my daughter, Rosie, in June 2020. I had tried to create you know, a really strong support system for myself that was all like in a second evaporated the second that COVID hit. It was the most ultimate isolation period of my life, uh, me at home with Mm -hmm. my husband and Rosie. Mm -hmm. And it was really confusing. I was really shocked by how difficult breastfeeding was. I will never forget the car ride home from the hospital feeling like, how do I do this? I'm supposed to keep this baby alive with my body. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to latch her. I don't know anything about it. And the stakes are so incredibly high. Like truly life or death stakes and, and and that's not hyperbole, that that's real. 
So I was really overwhelmed with breastfeeding, um, but we ultimately got the hang of it. You know, 2 a.m., Google black holes. Like, as I'm, like, have a boob in one hand, I'm desperately, furiously, you know, researching on Google with the other. But Swell really came into play after I took a road trip with my husband. Like, and just to paint the picture – I'm two months postpartum. I have a tiny little baby. The world is completely locked down. We're like going to the corner store as the grocery store. It's truly like apocalyptic. And I'm packing my car to the brim with just everything you can imagine. A baby bathtub, a snoo, and everything. And, you know, I used to pack a, you know, little weekend bag for like a three-week trip. Okay, so... We pack everything out, and as I was unpacking this very filled car, I put everything out on a table, and I realized that over half the car was breastfeeding accessories, like 40 different breastfeeding accessories, Mm -hmm. all with huge manuals, all from different companies, and everything with a promise. Oh, my god! This is going to make my, you know, milk supply larger. This is going to help me pump. This cookie is going to change my life, and... All these products had offered to make my life easier when, in fact, it felt more complicated than ever. And as I took a step back, I realized I didn't even, like, recognize my life in a lot of ways. Everything was so medical and nothing made me feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And that was my aha moment of, wow, there's a really large Mm -hmm. white space here to make this better for other women and other moms. So that's really my kind of aha. And I know Elizabeth had her own. So – you know, prior to parenthood, it's funny, I had spent so much time mm-hmm. researching what we called the consumer mindset of a mom. And we were doing this with a particular focus on optimizing user journeys. So when I became a parent at the height of COVID and started mm-hmm. my own breastfeeding journey, I was really shocked. It actually took becoming a mom to realize that we're really failing moms. And and like <laughs> Betsy said, giving birth three weeks into lockdown meant that our plans for postpartum support just dissipated. And through mm. our own experiences navigating this really confusing landscape that is breastfeeding while trying to keep our babies alive in quarantine, Betsy and I each came to this realization that that proverbial village is just as important as ever in raising children, but it does look a lot different these days. And we knew that in order to create real change within this category, we had to start by breaking down barriers to give new parents access. So we wanted to give them access to better resources, more realistic experiences. And this is why we created this full ecosystem at Swell that merges expert-led video education content With digital talk circles, this is our community component, and we created our own products around various pain points of the journey. We just knew that we had to do better for moms. And so I wondered, what are some of the challenges you guys are hearing? I mean, what are, you know, what are these challenges that new mothers, especially in the beginning, are having when they're getting on their breastfeeding journey? I think we can rewind actually all the way to the beginning of the journey, which starts in pregnancy. Something that we're really excited to be able to offer women is talk circles that occur as soon as you find out you're pregnant. You know, in our society, it's a bit stigmatized to share the news Mm -hmm. of your pregnancy before you've made it through the first trimester. And what we found is that women are really craving a place to talk about everything they're feeling, the hope, the joy, the nervousness, the morning sickness. 
concealing this information from important people in their lives or from their employers. And so we actually start supporting women as soon as they find out that they're pregnant. We take them through the entire pregnancy journey. We also mm -hmm. have talk circles with partners because that's really important in order to create this narrative that breastfeeding is not an isolating experience. We need to bring in other members of the community. So we see issues that range from uh, challenges with infertility, all the way through to very tactical breastfeeding sessions with experts around latch, but also around things like the connection between breast milk and sleep. Everybody wants to know how they're going to get more sleep. We also pair women together around their baby's due dates or birth dates so that we can have milestone specific conversations. We find when you're in it, with women who are going through the exact same things or the exact same types of things you're going through, mm -hmm. the conversation really accelerates um, to a, just a really special place. Yeah. And so I wanted to touch on that, the swell talk circles. When did that take, you know, front row um, to this conversation and what are they like? Yeah, absolutely. So of course my background is in communities. Community, it, it takes your, you know, whole being to, to be a part of it. And uh, so I decided, you know, of course, community is that that is something that I did moving forward, looking forward to swell. However, of course, our very first talk circle happened right when we had the idea for swell. Really as a form of R&D, we brought together friends from across the country to talk about their experiences and what they needed. And what we really wanted mm -hmm. to hear was, what products are you using? What's difficult for you? But instead, like these things do, it was an absolute, you know, lightning in a bottle moment where everyone could just air their grievances and what's going on and how they're feeling and the stress they're feeling and the joy and, and everyone, you know, interesting enough was a stranger in that room. And it led for this mm -hmm. ability to be really vulnerable because you have no one who's there to judge you or who's there, you know, as a part of your own life, you have kind of this anonymous feeling that you can say anything. And it was so special that from that second, we, I kind of threw in the towel and said, okay, of course, community is going to be a part of this. So there are several different ways that we approach talk circles. One of them is we have expert led sessions, which have, have been really powerful because we are giving access to our community or we bring in aspirational women to share their own experiences. We structure these really intimate digital rooms with 10 women around a single topic or interest. And so the host kicks off every talk circle by answering a prompt that's related to the topic of the talk circle. What they do is they start off the session by asking a question then they answer the question in the context of their own experience. And it sets the mm -hmm. stage for having real conversations around what these women in our community are experiencing, what they're going through. And the reason that we keep them really small is because we want everybody to have a chance to share their experience. That's how we help them heal. I love that. Because, yeah, we see so often that it becomes so contentious. Like, are you breastfeeding? Are you using formula? And then formula has a shortage. And then it's like, how do you prepare? for all that you can't prepare for, I guess, is the question. Um, and it's nice to see Swell as like a solution um, when things don't go according to plan. I think that's a really good point. And they rarely, they rarely go to plan. And the way that we've approached education specifically is that we have a separate path for mm -hmm. pregnant women. So if you come to our site and you're breastfeeding, the information you'll find is highly tactical mm -hmm. in nature. 
we wanted to be able to broach the topic of breastfeeding while a woman is pregnant with full awareness that she's hyper-focused on what it's going to be like to give birth. She's not thinking about her breastfeeding journey at all. So what we wanted to do is arm her with different types of resources, like stories from our community so that she could see that there's a spectrum of normal when it comes to how to feed your baby or information about your anatomy that you don't learn otherwise so that you can have a better expectation of what's going to happen postpartum. You can create these sort of flexible plans for yourself, but also know really early on that it's totally okay to pivot. Elizabeth kind of brought up an interesting point. So something we did really early on when I was going through my pregnancy journeys, I followed all the apps that would tell me that my baby is the size of a strawberry that week. And that's so cute because every time I saw a strawberry, I'd be like, oh. But what (laughs) they did not tell me is how I was doing that week. And again, Mm. Swell really has the parent at the forefront. So Elizabeth and I created a 36-part newsletter that starts at the second of conception all the way through your first year postpartum. We will continue to add to it. But it's really telling you what's going on and what's up with you this week. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And really trying to give a couple of different um, you know, scenarios of how you could be doing with the same moment, how three different women are approaching the same topic. And for example, on this, at three months, we often share the news that we are pregnant. We're 12 weeks pregnant. But everyone has a really different journey with that. Some people might have had a loss and want to keep it close to the chest longer. Someone might have wanted to get pregnant for so long and told everyone early because they wanted that early support. We Mm -hmm. really want to highlight the different ways you can go through this journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I it's interesting hearing this because I have a friend that is how far along is she now? She's pregnant, but it, you know, supporting her. I think we do the, um, she does the fruit thing too. And so the baby was like the size of a navel orange. <laughs> but then I'm always like, yeah, how are you? Like, how are you feeling? <laughs> have you told more friends? Like, what are you, you know, have you found the doula? Oh, you don't want to do a doula anymore. Like just trying to like support her and be like, okay, it's not just about the navel orange. <laughs> like, um, it's about you. Absolutely. And also your journey doesn't end after the baby's there. In fact, in so many Mm -hmm. ways, it is just beginning. So really Mm -hmm. making sure that we offer that support postpartum. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
And so how do you see, I mean, this you brought up a great point that it's like the journey starts way before the baby's even here. So how do you see Swell contributing to, you know, the broader conversation around wellness, around self-care um, as pertains to mothers? We definitely think that breastfeeding, the link to mental health is huge. And for us, we are a parent first brand where we put the mother's mental health and a family's happiness as priority. So while Swell always wants to arm you with the resources that you need to have a great breastfeeding journey, we are very much here for a pivot. Things happen. We always want to make sure that as you're going along your journey, that you're open and flexible as things change and as your journey continues. Something that's difficult Mm -hmm. about breastfeeding and parenthood, I guess, in general, is that right when you feel like you've mastered one thing, something else happens. And for us, there's a really strong Mm -hmm. link to preparedness and success. If you are prepared for the journey ahead and you know what's coming up, you can have a happier, healthier journey. Um, And I know you said for, for kind of overall parenting health, but for us, again, if you, we feel that breastfeeding is an entire unlock to maternal health. Breastfeeding is the first thing that you're going to get pinged on. Someone's going to come up to you in a vulnerable moment and say, are you nursing? And have an entire opinion yeah. about their own. And it's, for me, it's it's the same as pregnancy. You would never ask someone, or you shouldn't, if they're pregnant, you really shouldn't ask someone mm-hmm. if they're nursing. There's so much emotion that is behind that. So for us, again, preparedness and trying to help arm our parents for whatever the hurdle is coming up. And that's really how we customized and created our tools and products. We've created all our kits around pain points. One of the things we're really excited to offer new parents is access to our motherboard. So Mm. we've created a team of incredible really empathetic experts that lead all of the educational content on our site. And this is absolutely foundational to swell one because breastfeeding is a highly inequitable category. We knew we needed to offer open access, top tier educational resources to our community. We want women to feel confident, informed and empowered as they embark on their own breastfeeding journeys and their own parenting journeys. And we were really intentional in bringing together different types of experts for our motherboard because we know that lactation is a really broad topic. So an IBCLC, a certified lactation consultant, is going to approach it with a different lens than a pediatrician. And we know that can feel confusing for new parents who are trying to learn it all. And so we wanted to highlight here that there are actually varying approaches to feeding and to parenting. And as long as they're rooted in evidence and in science, we are here for all of them. And so in the vein of the larger wellness conversation, we really encourage parents to pick the path that feels right for them across the board. We call it radical intuition. And we yeah. want you to trust yeah. your gut from the absolute get-go. Yeah. Um, we're seeing, obviously, so much legislation around regulating women's bodies in particular. Do you, do you see breastfeeding fitting into this conversation around bodily autonomy? Yeah. Feeding is a feminist issue. How you choose to feed your baby mm-hmm. is entirely personal. And it is up to you and you alone with your doctor if needed. And how we feed and support how other mothers are feeding it all circles back to how we are in control of our lives and our our journeys. We celebrate feeding inclusion, whether you choose to feed with formula, whether you choose to combo feed, mm-hmm. which Elizabeth and I are both combo feeders. 
and really support, you know, as many tools as necessary to, to get through your breastfeeding journey or make it successful. Uh, we really want to help support both sides of the coin. Everybody needs more resources, you know, whether you are breastfeeding or formula feeding or what, you know, however you are choosing to feed. And we'll take that a step further in the greater ecosystem, which is women need more resources, period. And however we can support Mm -hmm. women to feel in control of their destinies, in control of their journey, again, we go back to that radical intuition. It's all a part of the same cookie. And I think breastfeeding, it's it's a really complex consumer category, right? If we really want to change the narrative around breastfeeding, if we want to have more realistic conversations, we have to acknowledge some broader systemic issues. And breastfeeding requires an incredible amount of time, a lot of support, both across your community, but also across your employment ecosystem. And we just have a long way to go. I think societal factors like limited or no parental leave or lack of corporate or employer support or even lack of family support, cultural taboos. These are all big reasons among a host of many others that can really impact a women's decision or even ability to breastfeed. So this is, you know, it's, it's a really dense issue and there's so many implications across the board. But as Betsy said, I think what we really need to do is come to the table with better resources for women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, one question that came to mind was this episode will be airing near or around Mother's Day. So what is an ideal Mother's Day for each of you, Betsy and Elizabeth? Ooh, great question. <laughs> an ideal Mother's Day is one where I am with my children but having to parent just a slight bit less than normal. Maybe there's maybe there's some breakfast that we all have. Uh, if we're really, really lucky, maybe I can take a couple of hours of space because you know what? Being a great mother means filling your tank too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a great Mother's Day for me is spent with my husband and my daughter optimally after sleeping in. Last year, my family went to Palm Springs and it was wonderful because we spent the whole day in the pool. It just felt so lovely and carefree. And guess what? You don't need to plan anything when you're hanging out in the pool. (laughs) I love it. That's so good. So yeah, what advice would you give to mothers who are trying to find that balance and really can't get into their, their wave? So the advice that I would give to mothers who are trying to get into their groove with breastfeeding or trying to strike a balance, it's pretty simple, actually. It's to really trust yourself. I think one of the things we do when we enter into the parenthood space is we tend to grab different resources and opinions and perspectives because this is all new to us, right? And we as women, as new parents, have already accomplished so much in our lives, and yet we're almost tossed into this category where we're told not to trust our own intuition. And I think if we could take more moments to reflect internally about what's actually working, we can make better, stronger, more confident decisions about how we want our journeys to go. Um, I'll say this. I'm, I'm in month seven of my second breastfeeding journey. And this one looks a lot different than my first. I realized with my first that I have something called high lipase, which means I have an enzyme Mm. that breaks down my pumped milk very quickly. And so I had less of an ability to pump this time around. I think for most women, finding that out can be a huge 
of it's a large pivot when you're realizing that a whole portion of your breastfeeding journey no longer works. And so my advice, what has kept me going sane, happy, and fulfilled in this journey is being very open to the pivot. Things are always going to come up that you didn't expect or that you wish were different. And it doesn't mean you don't have the opportunity to maybe mourn that for a moment, but hopefully you can move on quickly and come up with a solution and know that it's just going to be okay. Your baby's going to be okay. You're a great mother. However you decide to keep your baby thriving, that's number one. Whatever you need to do to keep your entire family happy and moving forward is the best thing for your family. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Elizabeth Meyer and Betsy Riley from Swell. This episode was scripted and edited in part by Haley Pascalides and produced by Jen Snyder, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. As always, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt Domenico, and our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.